0: As everybody turned to someone just a minute ago and said, you are so blessed to be sitting next to me, it reminded me of a song uh, that I remember growing up. And for some of you might remember, you remember the, a guy by the name of Mac Davis? He was a singer, Mac Davis. He just actually died a couple of years ago, which I didn't know. I checked that out this week. I thought, Man, when did he die? Uh, he was, uh, died in, in 2020. Uh, uh, but he had a, a great music career. And back in the 70s, Um, He had some some songs and he had this variety show and I always thought it was really interesting for Mac Davis. One of the things that always impressed me as a child watching him was that he would have someone call out from the audience a a phrase or a word and he would immediately on the spot do a song. And I thought that was pretty cool talent. But one of the songs that he had was kind of a novelty song. And, uh, and I want to sing it to you this morning, A little the, the chorus of it. I had to change one of the words because it was actually, there's a swear word in it, but I tweaked it to make it not a swear word. So if I get to that point and you're anticipating that I'm getting ready to sing a swear word from the pulpit, I've changed it. I'm not going to do it. I've, I, I've redeemed it for the glory of God, okay? <clears throat> but it goes like this. <clears throat> me, 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 me. <clears throat> he says, oh Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. I can't wait to look in the mirror, cause I get better looking each day. To know me is to love me. I really must be quite a man. Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble, but I'm doing the best that I can. Yeah, no, I don't need that, cause you know, I'm humble. <laughs> But this song, it just came back, you know, you pull songs out from your from your memory Rolodex. And this song came to me this week because it got me to thinking about the message this morning. And again, a funny song, a novelty song. There's some truth to that song, though, because a lot of folks walk around thinking they're all that, you know. And especially when it comes to where we are as in our nation, because in our nation... We pride ourselves on being independent. We pride ourselves on being a self-made man or woman. We have been, it's been ingrained in in our culture that we are to be, at least in past generations, not dependent on anybody or anything. In fact, we celebrate it so much that the very name of what we celebrate as our 4th of July freedom from Britain is called Independence Day. So it's even in our national holiday. Now uh, it seems lately, at least in the generation coming up, maybe in the last thirty or forty years, that's not so much anymore. Uh, it seems like that that now we're more reliant on government uh, to give us a paycheck or, or to give us some sort of benefit or something like that, and we're not as independent as we should be as a nation. Uh, and so we certainly need to pray that uh, the Lord will. Uh, bring revival to our nation and and cause us to not be so needing a handout and having someone, what have you done for me lately sort of stuff, instead of really standing up for ourselves and saying, wait a minute, I'm not going to let the government, I'm rabbit trailing here, but on purpose, uh, not let the government or some program or some stimulus or some Anything, some law uh, that, that I would depend on to make my life better. I, I don't need the government to make my life better. I need the government to get, to get out of my to get out of my to get out of my stuff, you know, and let them do what they're going to do. But that aside, because I don't want to get off into politics here this morning. But it, it's a symptom of where we are, not only as a nation but as a people, in that we become uh, not as dependent as we need, or not as independent as we need to be, and we're more reliant on, um, on, on other things. Now, that, that, there's nothing wrong with being dependent uh, when it comes to certain things. Like, for example, uh, when it comes to depending on God. Uh, I, I am fully dependent on God today, and, and I'm going to depend on God for everything that I, in fact, the, the breath that I'm breathing right now, I'm dependent on God for that breath. You know, my heart's beating because God's allowing my heart to beat. I'm dependent on God for the, for the rest of this day, going as as according to what he has for me in my life, I, I'm just dependent on God. I'm I, I'm going to be beholden to him. I, I'm going to be relying on him for my very source of life. So there's good things to be dependent upon, uh, but I just want to just point out to you that sometimes when we, when we take this idea that I don't need. Um, anything, and I can stand on my own two feet, that sometimes that rolls over into our relationship with God, and we need to be careful with that. And so I want to wrap up our three weeks of what we've been talking about here today with this one thought, and the title of the message this morning is simply, Cast Your Cares. And so I want to read to you out of 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 5 through 7, this particular text that we're going to look at this morning, because it speaks to pride versus humility, in our relationship with the Lord. And it goes like this. If you're there, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5, let me hear you say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It says, where are the rest of you then? So I got a couple of you praising the Lord, and the rest of you are like, where's 1 Peter? It's, it's in the New Testament. You know? <laughs> well, it's on the screen, Pastor. Yeah. Hey, all right, very good. If you're ready for me to read it, let me hear you say, praise the Lord. Praise there we are, we're all here. God opposes the proud, it says. But gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may lift you up in due time, and cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. God opposes the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. not let that sink in. Aren't you thankful this morning that, that he gives grace to us? But there's a caveat to that. We've got to approach him humbly. So what we've been looking at over the last couple of weeks started off with identifying these issues, these struggles that we have in our life. And all of us have them. Nobody's perfect. What we call the baggage. That's why the suitcase is here. If you've been I've been here the last couple of weeks, I didn't just roll in on an airplane and didn't have time to unpack. This is a prop. But this represents our life. This represents the things that are going on in our lives that we carry around with us, just like you see people carrying a luggage to the airport all the time. And we understand why they're doing that there, but why do we do it in our lives? Because if we were to have our spiritual eyes open, if we were to have our emotional and mental lives open, if we could take all of the issues in our life and make them something tangible that we can look at and pack into a suitcase, we would be doing this. Most of us are hauling around something, but God says, why don't you give them to me? So that's what we're going to be looking at one more time today because I want to factor in one more key ingredient to all of this that we've been looking at over the last couple of weeks. So we identify them. Remember that first week we talked about as we identify what those issues are, Whether they be unforgiveness, whether they be um, revenge, whether they be anger, whether they be disappointment, whether they be uh, whatever it would be, there's a whole list of things. We looked at that a couple of weeks ago. In fact, go back and listen to the message. But we stuff them all inside of here and we haul them around. But Jesus says, no, I want you to open this thing up. And I want you to expose them to the light of my holiness, to the light of my glory, to the light of my perfection, to the light of my healing. Light heals. In the natural, light heals. We looked at that infrared light, how it just heals. If you just expose bacteria and viruses to infrared light, it just, it'll neutralize it because it changes the molecular structure of that particular virus and makes it um, unharmful to us anymore. I don't know if you knew that, but there you go. You learned something about science this morning. But spiritually, his, the holiness of Jesus does the same thing for us. As we expose these icky things in our life, this baggage, Revenge, unforgiveness, whatever it is, as we expose it to the glory and the holiness and the purity of Jesus Christ, the light of who he is, it kind of neutralizes those things that have been controlling us up to this point, right? And those things do control us. That unforgiveness that I have in my heart is going to play out towards everybody else that I would meet. That anger that I have is going to play out to everyone else that I'm going to meet, that idea that I want to have revenge is going to play out with everybody else that I meet, even though you guys had nothing to do with that situation that took place in my life 10 years ago. But you're going to get the impact of it because I haven't dealt with it. I haven't I haven't exposed it to the glory of God, to the holiness of His light, because I choose to keep it stuffed in here and keep it part of me, because I'm justified because that person did me wrong or because... Whatever reason that I'm holding on to it. But we expose it to the light of the Lord and His holiness, and He does over a period of time, sometimes instantaneously, because I've sure heard of this before, and it's a wonderful experience when that happens that the Lord just delivers. And He does. But sometimes He takes a while. Sometimes He walks us through a process, right? And so we'll think that we're over that anger and unforgiveness and then something will happen that will cause it to rise up inside of us and we go, you know, I'm not really quite over this yet, am I? But that's what the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives is He's sanctifying us. He's making us more like Jesus. And some of us are a little more stubborn than others and some of us are a little more holding on to it than others and some of us just don't want to, they just, some of us just are more comfortable with keeping it around than others. We don't know what it's like without it. We're kind of comfortable in it. That's what we talked about last week. We walk by faith and not by sight. Sometimes we want to go back to being a slave in Egypt, right? Instead of this new thing, this promised land, this wonderful thing that God has for us. But as we listen to the spies land coming back and saying, there's giants in the land. Oh, giants, what am I going to do about it? I want to go back and be a slave in Egypt. Sometimes we're more comfortable with the past, even though the past is an awful place to be. Because at least we know what that is. Instead of this new thing that God has for us here, I'm not sure I want to do this new thing because it means that I'm not in control anymore. I'm not walking by faith. I'm walking by sight at that point. But Jesus wants us to walk by faith and not by sight. I mean, that's even what we're doing in our salvation this morning where we're placing our faith in Jesus to save us from our sins how many believes that you're saved and there's nothing you can i can say that would convince you otherwise that you are saved how many believes that Jesus can cleanse you from your sins today how many believes that Jesus died for your sins today see there's nothing that i can do to convince you otherwise and so that's an act of faith you guys we're exercising faith when we when we wave our hands and say i believe that But yet we can't take that same faith, which we have in us. We have that capacity to walk by faith, but not by sight. And when it comes to this new thing that God has for us, we have the capacity because God has given us faith, because faith is a gift from God. And we've taken that faith that God has given us and applied it to our faith in Christ to say, I believe that Jesus died for my sins, that as I ask him to forgive me, he's cleansed me, and that I am saved and born again. All that sin is gone. I'm a new creation in Christ. And one day I'm going to get to go to heaven. See, we believe that because we have faith in that. Our blessed hope, it's a promise that he's given us. But for some reason, we're still stuffing that stuff inside of there that we don't really want to give him because we're more comfortable with over here. And remember, Richard's about pulled my arm out of my socket last week as I was trying to reach over to Ishmael where he was representing that new thing. And if that new thing is always just outside of our reach because we're allowing this to let go, uh, Rather, we're allowing this to hold on to us over here, that old stuff, that slave mentality, that bondage that, that we're in, in this junk that we're carrying around with us. And the only way that you're going to be able to enjoy and experience that that God has for us is if you let go of the stuff that's binding you. You've got to get into that promised land. You got to get into that place where there's a land flowing with milk and honey. I believe that God has not only heaven for us one day, but God's word says that we're to have life here more abundantly on this earth as well. And I want to experience what God has for me on this li- in this life today. While I'm still breathing, while I still have this day, God has a great plan for my life today. How about you? Do you believe that? He has one for you as well. So yeah, heaven is one day. And I look forward to it, and I believe it's very soon that the trumpet's going to sound and the dead in Christ will rise and those who are alive and remain will be caught up to be with the Lord forever. That's going to happen. That's a headline I just read to you, a future headline. It's going to happen. Now, I don't want to be left behind. How about you? Time to get your ticket to heaven today. But it's more than just coming in and having a little ticket to heaven and that's salvation insurance or something. You know, heaven insurance that we kick into. But Jesus wants us to have a relationship with Him. And part of that relationship is trusting Him. And giving Him all the stuff that we're carrying around. And that's where I feel like that maybe we're struggling with some of this. The Bible says in Second Chronicles 7.14 that if my people... What does that mean, if my people? The people of God. The house of God the body of Christ, the church. If my people, which are called by my name... How many is called by the name of Jesus today? Which simply means, Christian means like Christ. We are like Christ. We are Christian. So if we're Christians today, we're called by His name. We're called by the Anointed One. Christ means the Anointed One. We are called by His name, the Anointed One, as Christians. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves... There's that word, humble, and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways... It's an important part of it. Then I'll hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. It's a sense of humility that is required as the key ingredient to add to the rest of the ingredients that we've been throwing into this mixture of giving our baggage to the Lord. If we're not humble and we walk around pridefully, if we walk around pridefully think I got this, I don't need your help. I'm going to bother him with the big stuff, but I'm going to keep the small stuff, uh, 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 you know, to take care of on my own. Or uh, I'm going to bother him with the stuff that I really want to let go, but I'm going to keep the stuff that I really feel like that I need to handle this on my own, because that person really needs to have it. And I'm just waiting for that moment to let him have it. But everything else, God, you got that. No. He's either Lord of everything or he's Lord of nothing. So we walk around saying, Lord, I I, I need to humble myself, I need to pray, I need to cast my cares to you, but we cast our cares 95% to him, or 99% to him, or 99.9%, but he wants all of them. But here's the problem with this. I think maybe the sticking point is for us is that we really don't think that God cares for us. Because, you know, we've heard this, you know, it's just getting greener right around the corner. Our best days are ahead. Uh, uh, God's getting ready to do a new thing. We've hear, we hear that all the time. And we've heard that for a long time. And frankly, we're just getting discouraged with it. We're kind of getting tired of this, waiting for this new thing to happen. I mean, frankly, we're just at a place where we feel like, God, if you, just, if you just break through right now, I could believe you again. But that's not how God works. Because that's us being God and not Him. But his timing is perfect, his ways are right, his ways are just, and he knows what's best for us, when and, and if and when it's going to happen. And in the meantime, we trust him. But I don't think we really trust him, and I'm not sure if maybe it's because we don't think he cares for us. But how many believes God's word is true? Every, every period, every I that's dotted, every T that's crossed, every comma, every begot, everything that's in there is a, re- for, there's a reason for it, and there's not one thing in God's word that is not true. Amen. Amen. Because if there's one thing in God's Word that's not true, then there's nothing in God's Word that's true. Then we can start debating, we can start picking it apart, and we can start picking and choosing what we believe is true and not. So for me, it's either all or nothing with God's Word. And I choose to believe God's Word even the stuff I don't understand. And I'm going to choose to believe all of God's Word. But I think we have a hard time sometimes letting it go and, and, and really giving it to him, because I don't think we think God cares for us. But I want you to know, if you can overcome your doubt that God cares, because he does, let me just throw out a few verses here for you to kind of uh, give you an idea of what God's word says about how he cares for you. If we believe God's word is true, this is what God's word says about him and his care for us today. Psalm 55, verse 22 says, cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you, and he will never let the righteous fall. He wants you to cast your cares on him. 99.9% plus the .01%, all of it, 100%. Cast your cares. And then he says he's never going to let the righteous be shaken. Isn't that great to know? He cares for us. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 says, Therefore... I tell you, and therefore is there because he's talking about, we don't need to worry. We don't need to, think about the, the birds are fed every day, the flowers. They don't toil, but yet they're more beautiful than how Solomon was, was arrayed. And so if the birds and the flowers and all that, if God's taking care of them, then why are we worrying? So it, it gets to the point where he says, therefore, I tell you, this is Jesus talking, don't worry about your life, but you're going to eat What you're going to drink. How you going to buy gas. Yeah. Yeah. Just get an electric car. (laughs) Don't worry about your body. What you're going to wear. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothes? So that's verse 25. And then he jumps. uh, He he gives some more other examples. But then he he gets to this in verse 33. So instead of worrying about all this other stuff, seek first. We know this. The kingdom of God, and His righteousness, and then all these other things are going to be given unto you. I mean, if we know that verse well, but if you take it in its context, and you read about it, really what God is saying is, trust me, because I care for you, and I'm going to take care of everything in your life. Not just your food, and your shelter, and your clothing, but everything you have in here that represent your life, all of your baggage, all of your concerns, everything. If you'll not worry about anything in here and give it all to me and instead seek first my kingdom and my righteousness, I'll take care of the rest of this stuff. He cares for you today. And we focus so much on all this stuff and what we're wearing and what we're eating and what's going on in the world today. And we need to be concerned. We need to be focused and aware of it, but not let it consume us and not let it drive us and steer us into a place of fear and anxiety and, and getting all bound up in knots because of things we agree with or don't agree with. Those things are passing away. Heaven and earth will pass away. God's word's going to remain. His kingdom is eternal. His church is the only thing that's going to be caught up. And what we do for him is the only thing that's going to last. Right. So if we seek first his kingdom, he's going to take care of everything else. But he also says seek first his righteousness, which means that we walk in his righteousness and we live a life that's holy and pure and pleasing to him. Those two things are really simple. I love how Jesus just boils stuff down, you know. It's not like a million things you got to worry about. It's two things. He always kind of does two things. Seek first my kingdom and my righteousness. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul. And love others. I mean, it's just real simple stuff. but, But we just cram it all in here, don't we? And we say, God, I'm going to trust you with my salvation. I'm going to trust you with some of the big stuff. But I'm going to stuff everything else in here because I really don't think you care. And I don't want to bother you with it because this is kind of small stuff to me. and you know, It's kind of big stuff to me, but it's small stuff to you. I mean, you've got enough to worry about. And I'm not sure you really care for me anyway. I mean, you care about my salvation, but why did you let my loved one die? Because that's what happens. It's a point that the man wants to die. Have you met anybody that has ever lived forever? No, we are all going to die. It's going to happen. And it's a heartbreak. It hurts. I get it. I mean, I've lost loved ones, and I, I don't. I, but that's what happens. We get sick. We get old. We die. But then we get to go to heaven. But it doesn't mean that God doesn't care for us. Because someone dies. Because someone's, because someone has left you, you've got a prodigal son or a prodigal daughter and they've gone off and they're doing drugs and they're living life like, it doesn't mean God hates you. Maybe you walk around with some cancer you've been dealing with for 10 years and you can't seem to get over it. That sickness that's in your body doesn't mean God doesn't care for you. You're struggling in your finances and you're trying to figure out how to make ends meet. And you can't have two nickels rubbed together. doesn't mean that God doesn't care for you. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. All these other things are going to be added unto you. He cares for you. He cares for you. He cares for you. And he's here for you we tend to kind of say, well, you know, I prayed for this to happen and it didn't happen so God doesn't care. Or, or, or I'm struggling in this situation right now and, and I keep crying out to him and nothing's changing so he doesn't care. And we just throw all this stuff at him and we conclude because it's not happening the way that we want to or in our time that he doesn't care and we need to stop connecting those two together because it's not true. He cares. I want you to say this whether you believe it or not. Say, God cares for me. Say it again. Say, God cares for me. Now turn to someone and say, and God cares for you too. He does. He does. God cares for you. Period. 100% all the way at all times. 24-7. He cares. He cares. Matthew chapter 11. Jesus makes an invitation to us today, come to me, again you know this, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest, Jesus is here to carry our burdens with us. I know there's struggles going on, listen, I talked to you guys, we're, we're all in this together. We just, our loved ones, are, we're struggling with our, some of our children, we're struggling with some physical things, we're struggling with... Loss. We're struggling with unforgiveness. We're struggling. There's anxiousness going on in the world. I get it. I get it. Cast your cares to him. Cast your cares to Jesus. That that you're struggling with right now, that that you're wrestling with, that you're, that you're distraught with, that you're losing sleep about, that just, that just has gripped you, man, cast it to the Lord and let it lose its grip and let him grip it firmly in his capable loving hands. Give Him your baggage. We look at our text today in 1 Peter, and we have to understand that before we do any of this, humility comes first. And that's where we want to go with today. That's the, that's the secret ingredient. That's the, that's the final kind of key ingredient here of these last three weeks. We've been baking a cake of getting rid of our baggage the last three weeks, and the final ingredient that's going to make this work. As if we walk in humility. Have you ever worked with someone who is prideful in some way? Coworker, someone at school, someone in your neighborhood, someone that you know that posts stuff online, maybe, and they just—you just you tell just, you know, there's just a lot of pride there. It's kind of hard to deal with people like that, isn't it? Kind of hard to work with that person, isn't it? And we go, yeah, it's tough. You imagine how God feels. When he is trying to deal with someone that's prideful, in fact he won't. He's not going to deal with pride in your life in the sense of taking care of the situations that you're going through. He's going to resist the proud, right? We just read it. He resists the proud. He's like, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna You need to work on that. And this is what my word says, and I'm here to help you with it, but You can't can't approach me with that pride. I'm going to resist you. I'm going to give you grace if you're humble, though, but there's no room for pride in God's kingdom. In fact, you remember, Satan was grabbed by the scruff of his neck and by the seat of his pants, and he was kicked out of heaven because of what? Pride. And then, Satan, because misery loves company... Saw Adam and Eve and said, "Well, if that's God's highest creation, I'm going to put in them pride as well." Well, you don't need God; He didn't say you're going to die. And there was some pride that was, "Yeah, He's right. I can, I can eat this tree, this Pride, and it's really been Satan's go-to ever since. Because if we can keep pride, if he can keep pride in us, because we justify it for whatever reason, if he can keep pride in us, it will keep us. Away from, from God. Because again, God resists the proud. And this is not me making this up. We just—that's in our tech. He's resisting the proud. I'm not going to put up with that. He's going to—if you were Satan—he'd keep you out of heaven a long time ago, right? But He loves us, and He's working with us in this whole pride thing. And so, he says, there's just no room for you in this, in this, in this pride stuff. So, so, living a life of humility is something that he's calling us to do. Now, Jesus actually did that. In fact, in Philippians, it says that Jesus came not to be served, but to serve, right? He came humbly. He came simply just to, to give of himself. So, he modeled this for us. So, there's an old phrase, you've probably heard of it, as is humility isn't thinking less of yourself, it's actually thinking of yourself less. And so... I want to give you six real quick things here for us to, to look at. And if you're taking notes, it'll be up on the screen, but uh, maybe six things that we can work on this week. If you're struggling, maybe, and maybe there's some things you don't even realize that you are prideful that this might kind of expose you. Go like, well, I kind of do that, and I don't need to do that. So if that's prideful, if that's being prideful, then I don't want to be that way. So here's the first one. Um, first, we should acknowledge, any of us need to acknowledge that we don't have it all together. Does anybody in this place have it all together? If you're sitting here saying, yeah, actually, I I have it all together. Pride. You're prideful. Because the fact is, is there's not one person in this room, or within the sound of my voice, or on the earth, that has it all together. We all have some stuff, don't we? We all have some baggage. None of us have it all together. Pride says, I have it all together. Humility says, I don't. And Jesus, I need you to do something with this. It's all right. It's all right to admit that you're not perfect. Okay? We don't have it all together. Second thing, we should know the difference between self-confidence and pride. So what's the difference? Well, let me just give you an example. Say you have an ability uh, say that you're really an athletic person. Um, say that you're really good at hitting a baseball and playing baseball, for example, all right? I mean, you're really good at it. I mean, you're like one of two people that always hits home runs on the team, you know? Okay, here they come. They're coming up to bat. I mean, the bases are loaded. Just might as well add four points, right? Four points, four runs. That's it, because we know it's going to happen. Or maybe you're really good at... Um, Maybe you're an artist in some way. You're really good at cooking and creating meals and you just have this skill set. You're really good at accounting. You're, really, you're just really good at whatever you're doing. You're really just really good at it. I mean, you're just, you're just, just skillful. You're the go-to lady, the go-to guy that, 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 people, that people call up. Oh, you need such and such? You need to call so and so, Right? The difference between self-confidence and pride is self-confidence is saying, yeah, I know I can hit that home run, or I can cook that meal, or I can decorate that house, or I can, whatever it is. I know that I have that ability, but I also know that God has given me that ability. And I'm not going to take credit for it, so every time I hit that home run, I say, God, thank you for letting me clean that opponent's clock. Thank you for letting me make this meal. For these people. Thank you for letting me serve in such a way where I can bring glory to your name. Right? So, the difference between self confidence and pride is self confidence is, I'm pretty confident I can hit that ball. Uh, Pride says, and I did it. But humility says, and God gave that to me, the ability, and I give the glory back to Him. The third thing that maybe is a a little heart check for us today is that we should really seek to add value to others. What do I mean by that? Well, meaning that I have come to serve, not to be served. I have come to benefit you, not for you to benefit me. And I think too often in our relationships that we have, we're trying to find out what that person can do for us, what we can get out of them, what will benefit us instead of how we can benefit them. Jesus, again, came to serve and not be served. He didn't come to this earth. There was nothing that benefited him coming to this earth. Think about it. He left the perfection and the splendor of heaven. He was worshipped and adored. He never experienced pain or suffering or anything like that. No tears in heaven, all of that. It was perfect, holy place. And he says, you know, I'm going to go to the earth because, God, you're asking me to. And I'm going to live a life on this dirty old earth and be surrounded by sin. And I'm going to be falsely accused. I'm going to be murdered. And experience all the pain and all the rejection and all the suffering that mankind, so that we could be saved. He got no benefit from that. Talk about an extreme example. But he, he, he came to add value to us, didn't he? Yeah. But how often do we walk around pridefully saying, what can I do to manipulate everybody around me to benefit me? Humility says, How can I serve? Pride says, How can you serve me? So, how are you doing with that? Fourth, we should take responsibility for our actions. See, pride says, I didn't do it, they did it. Pride says, It's not my fault, it's their fault. Pride deflects, pride pushes it away to other people. Think about in the garden Adam and Eve. I didn't do it, she made me do it. I didn't do it, the snake made me do it. Everybody's passing the buck. But to take responsibility for our actions is really to humble ourselves to say, I did it, I said it, I was wrong, I own this, I'm sorry. But pride is always going to deflect and deny. But it's important for us to take responsibility for our own actions. Let's walk around in humility instead and say, I messed up, I did wrong, please forgive me. Fifth thing, we should be aware of the shadow side of success. What do I mean by that? The shadow side. Well, there are certain things like arrogance that rise up. If we're successful, going back to, let's say, you are great, you have great athletic abilities. And you go back to, and I kind of touched on this in the second point, but just want to drill it down. If we're not careful, if we think, if we keep saying, I did it, We're going to get arrogant and big headed. And there's a whole lot of people out there like that. I'm the best. Fill in the blank. You see that with actors and actresses in Hollywood, people walking around acting like they're just God's gift and they're God themselves. It creates an arrogance in their lives. That's the shadow side of success. Because you're successful doesn't mean that you deserve to walk around and be snooty to everybody or belittle everybody or think that you're God's gift to anybody. Success comes from God and success because we can't handle success must be deflected always back to god the shadow side of success is arrogance it's also like we become isolated we kind of insulate ourselves from anybody that can speak into our lives you know you really need to humble yourself you're fired you really need to humble yourself get out of my face you know let's be careful with that so are, are you are you pushing away from people that are trying to speak into your lives in other words because you're so successful in your business, in your whatever it is that you do, have you pushed away people that are trying to speak into your lives? Have you pushed away God that's trying to speak into your life? You're walking around with arrogance. Have you isolated and insulated yourself from anybody that can speak into you? That's, that's an important clue as to whether we're walking in humility or pride. Because humility says, you know what? I am no better than you. And I'm going to walk in equality with you. And I, we're going to serve together. You know, you're not working for me, you're working with me. That sort of approach, right? Yeah. Here's the last one, sixth. We should be filled with gratitude for what we have. Yeah. I earned this. This is mine. I deserve this. This is mine. You can't have it. It's so important to walk around with our hands open and really to be that conduit, to just be a giver and to let it flow through us. But if we get to the point where we're starting to hold on to stuff and we can't just easily let it go, it'll turn into this sense of, 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 of uh, this is mine. And we're not really grateful to the Lord for his blessings. How many is grateful to God for his blessings today? I mean, think about it. Even the little stuff, when you think about this war in Ukraine, you know, Kelly and I have been talking about this and how we've, it's been ongoing now for three, week, three or four weeks now, it seems like almost a month. <clears throat> Something as basic as a roof over our heads and fresh water to drink and a restroom to use and food in our stomach. They're scrambling around for all of that in the dead of winter when it's cold and all of that gets there. I'm so grateful to the blessings of the Lord. And even with America, with all of its issues and all of its problems right now, we still live in the best country in the world. I and mean, we were blessed to be born in the United States of America. Are you grateful for His blessings today? Are you grateful for what He has done to be faithful to your life? You see, that's humility. That's acknowledging that God did this. Instead of walking around in, in pride to say, I did this. No. So if any of those things are kind of rolling around that you struggle with, maybe that's a little clue to where maybe you got a little more pride in you than you need to have and you need to ask the Lord to give you some humility. Because if you're not careful, that pride that's in you will convey itself when it comes to the stuff that we got going on in our lives. Going back to, not only does God care, but He also wants to carry our burdens. Every last one of them. Everything in our past, everything that's trying to latch itself onto us, that we've stuffed into this box, uh, into this suitcase... And by the way, there's no wheels on the ones that you're dragging and I, you and I are dragging around. This has been easy to pull this around. But I tell you, that baggage that we have, it's, it's like got spikes in it and we're just dragging it. It's just making, you know, marks in the, in the, in the dirt because it's just, it's just grabbing hold. It's not easy to carry. This is not an easily rollable stuff that we got carrying around. So I want to just wrap this up this morning by giving you a, uh, a story in the Bible how Jesus is asking us to just throw it all on Him, to just take this whole thing, this is going to make a little bit of a noise here, but He wants us to just not have this handle and attach it, but He wants us to take it, you know what I'm going to do, and just do that. Hey, not bad. I'm not going to try that again. I'm just going to say I practiced it and I meant to do that. Nice. Luke chapter 10. What does it look like to throw everything on Jesus? There's a story very familiar starting in verse 38 that says this. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work all by myself? Tell her to help me. And his response was, Martha, Martha, listen to me. You're worried and upset about many things. But few things are needed, or indeed, really only one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen what is better. And I will not take that away from her. So what is that one thing? We do things, don't we? We haul around stuff and we try to get all busy with the Lord and, and do things in our life and all that. In fact, I think a lot of times we treat even church as a way to just... We treat church like a gas station. You know, when you go to the gas station, at least back in the day, you had a guy that was there fill up your tank, wipe your windows off, check your oil, pressure in your tires. Thank you! Stick it in drive. And as you're driving off, The guy's waving in the mirror at you, rear view mirror. Come again. I think often we treat our relationship with the Lord that way. We come in on Sunday mornings and we get our tanks filled up, make sure the oil's good, tire pressure's good, all the stuff's going on. We come to the altar, check off the little box. Say, okay, we did it. And then the rest of the week, we kind of do what we want to do. Or we do what we're used to doing. Or we do what we've been doing, hauling that stuff around. But he's saying, listen, it's more than just a salvation experience. It's more than just an event. It's a relationship. I want a relationship with you. Not a one and a half hour Sunday morning experience. But a 24-7 relationship. And I'm here for you. Cast your cares to me, but you've got to spend time with me. See, Mary was doing the better thing. Martha was upset about it. Actually, we can actually expand that story out by saying that Martha was kind of like how many of us are and how we carry that stuff around and we're just doing stuff and trying to be on our own and just do this on our own strength because we're independent, because we live in a country where we celebrate Independence Day. (laughs) I don't need any help. Big stuff. I need help with. I need Jesus to save me because I can't save myself. I'm. I can't go to heaven and test unless I'm. You know, unless He provides that supernatural transportation. So that's the big stuff. The rest of the stuff, I can handle it. There's a pill for that. There's a program for that. There's there's a, there's a product for that. I can handle it. I can buy something that's going to make me feel better. I can handle this. I can I can drag it around because I'm used to it. I'm comfortable with that slavery that I'm bound in. I want to go back to it. It's something that's very familiar to me, but he says, you know what, if you'll just let me understand that I care for you 100% of the time, 24-7, I care for you. It's not what I do, it's who I am. I modeled it for you and I'm here to, if you'll just walk in humility and trust me and stop being so prideful and think you can carry this on your own. You can't. You're going to get ulcers. You're going to get sick. You're going to be miserable, you're going to be grumpy, other people are not going to be like being with you, around you, because you just all eat up with this stuff. Ah, Lord, give us humility. Help us to see that you care for us, and that as we spend time with you, and we can trust you with 100% of our stuff. It's a new thing for us today. And I would say that probably most of us, I hope this is not the case, but there's a chance that most of us would walk out of here still dragging that stuff around. Because you still don't believe what God's Word says. Because you're still used to going back to Egypt. You're still there. You're still dragging it around. But today, how about bucking that trend? How about swimming against the current of what you're thinking in your mind and experiencing in your emotions right now and let faith rise up and say wait a minute if God's Word says that I'm gonna to have to believe it whether I whether I like the situation that I'm in right now whether I've been used to it or not I'm gonna to let today be the day where I truly walk out that he whom the Son has set free is free indeed declaration in my life I want to be free today to love God and love others I want to be free today to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and then let all these other things be taken care of. I want to be free today to be about my father's business. I want to be free today to make sure that what I do is kingdom-minded, has eternity in mind, that, that I can make sure that I'm fulfilling God's destiny for my life that he's uniquely assigned me to fulfill and not let this junk bind me anymore and drag me down and control me and, 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 and dictate my life. That's Satan's plan for your life, by the way. God's plan is that you would have a life to the fullest here on the earth and one day in heaven. God, I'm so tired of the, the bondage that Satan has put the church of Christ in. Your life. How about being humble to the Lord today? And humble just means, Lord, I can't do this anymore. I just had it. And maybe that's where you are today. Maybe you've tried these last few weeks. You know, Pastor, I've been listening to you. I've been trying. How about this factor in humility? You say, well, I, I've been thinking I can handle this on my own with a, with a pill or a product or a relationship or a career or an activity or whatever. I just move that all aside and say, Lord, I'm just, I'm just done. And I give it to you. Yeah? Would you stand with me this morning? Make time for Jesus, you guys. Make time for Jesus, be intentional with relationship with him. Father, today we we take this time not hurriedly, not like Martha did where we're just doing a lot of stuff, but we just sit at your feet. Can you just picture Jesus right now <clears throat> just kind of standing here, maybe you're sitting in a chair, maybe right here, kind of in the front. And can you just picture yourself just coming up and doing what Mary did and just, just sitting at his feet? You know, there's a lot of business, busyness going on around. You see peripherally your sister Martha trying to make things perfect, trying to make life perfect, working hard to... <clears throat> To do everything but the most important thing. And here you are, picture yourself sitting at the feet of Jesus. Not denying that some other things are important to take care of, but right now what's important, it's not going to be taken from us by what we're getting ready to do this afternoon or this week. Yeah, that's important. We got school, we got work, we got responsibilities. Yes, but right now, what's important is sitting at your feet. Won't you just sit at his feet right now in your heart? If you want to come up to the altar, if you need to move out from where you are and say, I just need to get out from where I am and I just need to picture myself sitting at his feet. Whatever that looks like, whether it be outwardly or in your heart, but I want you to go right now to that place and sit at his feet. Join Mary in sitting at the feet of Jesus. Right now, just do it not hard, just sit down and look full into his wonderful face and listen to his words his humble words his words of truth, his words of care that says cast your burdens to me, all of them, because I care for you you seek first my kingdom, my righteousness I'm going to take care of this other stuff. I'm not going to let you fall. I'm not going to let you falter. Give me your cares. All of them. Give me that that you're afraid of, that you keep wanting to run back to, that you're holding on to tightly. Give it to me right now. Just look into my eyes. This is Jesus saying this to you right now. Look into my eyes. Now these eyes are full of love for you. These eyes are full of compassion for you. These eyes are full of, of care for you. You see those precious, beautiful eyes? The Holy Spirit just revealed to us the beautiful, caring, loving eyes of Christ right now. And help us to look full in His wonderful face. That's full of care and compassion and love and strength and ability to take everything that is a concern of ours that is a burden to us that has controlled us that has bogged us down that has tried to dictate our lives in a particular way and has done it successfully by and large for far too long but today today we humble ourselves Jesus to you I I sit at your feet, Jesus. That's an act of humility. It's a a sense of as you're higher up than me, I I, I sit at your feet. It's a very humbling position to be, a humbling posture to be. But Lord, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to be self-sufficient anymore. I'm not going to be prideful anymore. I humble myself to you Lord Jesus and I sit at your feet forgive my pride forgive my arrogance and my self-sufficiency and my independence that I've lived my life from you all these years in so many areas I've compartmentalized my lordship of you in my life but today I open up all the doors and I give you complete access here's the master key Jesus take it and open up every door to every hidden place, every place that has been locked down for too long. Open it up, come in and heal, restore, forgive, strengthen, renew, give hope, place forgiveness. Bring your strength into my life. Bring your peace into my life. Bring your glory into my life. Every area. Rule my heart. Rule my mind. May the peace of God that passes all understanding. May your peace rule my heart. Rule my mind today. I give you full access. Consume me right now. Cleanse me right now. Help me to trust in you with all of my heart from this moment on lean not on my own understanding but in all of my ways all of this that we're talking about acknowledge you and you promise to guide and direct our steps as we do Lord I give it to you are you praying that prayer right now to him are you giving it to him these altars are open if you need to come down and just say Lord it's all yours I humble myself by acknowledging publicly that I can't do this on my own if you're at home right now watching this Get from where you are and move to somewhere else and get on your knees and put a posture of humility to the Lord and say, Lord, I acknowledge that you're all that I need and I can't do this on my own strength. Lord, I pray that today that you would clothe us in humility. Just help us to take off this old nasty pride off of us. This, this pride that's been, that, that we've been walking around and really gotten used to and we don't even realize that it's controlling us. But Father, if it's a garment, we just take it off right now. We just remove it from us. And instead, Lord God, we take that robe of, of humility that is really you. And we just, we just robe ourselves in, you, in your humility right now. In the humility of Christ. And, and help us to walk in humility, Lord God, towards you and towards others. Oh, Forgive us, Jesus. Forgive us of our pride, of our self-sufficiency. Forgive us of our unforgiveness. Forgive us of our anger, vengeance. Forgive us of the stuff that we've held on to. Lord, we realize now that it's because of our pride that we've held on to these things. We don't want that anymore. Forgive us of our pride. Break our hearts, soften our hearts, make us pliable clay again, Lord God, that you can mold into your image those places that are hardened, soften them up again. Jesus, forgive us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just ask if you just if you're so feel so led to just lift up your arms and surrender to the Lord right now. Lift up your hands and just as an act of surrender say Jesus I just I surrender to you all of it I give you my pride I give you my unforgiveness I give you my anger I give you my anxiety I give you the desire to want to live in the past with with, with all that's that's that slavery stuff that's been there and I, I just Lord I, I just I just as your holiness the glory the light of your glory of your holiness would come and just and shine on all this stuff Lord God I just I open it all up to you right now and I simply trust in you I will walk by faith and not by sight in this area that I give to you, Lord God, all of my hurts, all of my past, all this baggage. I humble myself to you right now. This is something that I can't figure out. I don't even know what's going on except that I know that you're replacing my pride with humility. You're replacing my anxiety with peace. You're replacing my anger with love. It's a supernatural, spiritual transaction that you're doing. I can't do this, but I give you access. Access for you to do it I give you permission to do it won't you just come right now Lord God as I as I lift my hands to you as an act of surrender but also as a conduit to say Lord pour it into me and then pour out of me get get, extract that stuff that doesn't belong and pour into me the stuff that does and let me today from this moment on seek your kingdom first and your righteousness first and not worry about all this other stuff because the battle belongs to you it's not my battle to fight hallelujah i'm gonna love you and love others i'm gonna be about my father's business i'm gonna let you take care of the big stuff in your time in your way i'm gonna trust you no matter what satan we bind you in jesus name all the chains that you bound us with from this moment on, they're broken in Jesus' name. They're pulverized. They're dissolved. They fall at our feet as we praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, we praise you. You can you inhabit our praise. You can do wonders in our praise. We praise you today. We come against this binding, these chains, this stuff that, that's been on our lives for far too long. We bind it in Jesus' name. And we pray for freedom, Lord God, from this moment on. Freedom to live the life that you would have us to live. As we walk in by faith and not by sight. As we walk in humility and resist pride. And we're totally and 100% dependent on you. With every facet of our lives from this moment on. And Lord, let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable and pleasing to you. Let the words that we say be words of faith. Let our words be words that edify and glorify edify others and glorify you. Let our words be words that are scripturally based and not based in fear or based on circumstances or based on our past or based on a lie. Help us, Lord God. Oh, help us, Lord God. Sanctify us. Make us more like you today. Free us and help us to walk out of here free. 100% of us. 100% of all of us. That's what I pray for today more than anything, that not one of us will walk out of here bound, Not one of us will walk out of here dragging that baggage with us anymore. That we would be free. Jesus, I thank you and I pray this over the congregation that he whom the son has set free is free indeed this moment on. We're not going to pick it up again. Satan, you can remind us all you want to. When you remind us of our past and say pick it up again, I'm going to remind you of your future and say you are toast i'm going to serve the lord amen hallelujah 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 we sit at your feet lord jesus <clears throat> we wait on you right now won't you just pour into us that healing balm that that healing water just flow over us lord god You're, just refresh us right now with your <clears throat> with your river of life just wash over our minds and our emotions and our our spirits wash over our past and our present wash over our our, our relationships wash over us Lord God with with the river of life with your glory Lord God with the presence of of coming from heaven to this earth Lord your word says to pray for the things on earth as they are in heaven Lord we know that right now in heaven there are these things that we're praying about and may they be manifest right now in our lives and in our situations we call the kingdom of God, the things that are of the kingdom, to be manifest in our lives right now, today, going forward. Hallelujah. 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 The Lord is doing a work in this place, you guys. He's working in in hearts and lives. The spirit of the Lord is here. He's weaving in and out of our our lives through the rows and through through the hearts and the lives of people. And I just say, just reach out, just reach out and receive it. Just reach out and say, Lord, I need that. Lord, you know what I need. I receive it. I open up my heart. I receive it. Minister to my heart. I need you. I need your strength. I need your peace. I I need your humility. I need you. I need you. I need you. He's here to give you what you need today. What is it that you need? Just reach out and receive it. Reach out and receive it. If you need the healing of the Lord, reach out and receive it right now. He's here. If you need His strength, reach out and receive it. If you need His provision, reach out and receive it. Just just declare it in faith. Walk by faith and not by sight. Lord, I I trust in you. I receive it right now. Do you need a to touch from the Lord right now? Receive it. Jesus. We're not going to be weary of well doing. We're not. We're not. We're not going to give up. Lord, we, we, we're almost at the finish line here. Humanity is almost at the finish line here. We're the terminal generation before your return, I believe, with all my heart, Lord. Lord help us to not get weary in well doing let's not your word says to not get weary in doing what is right for after a while we're going to reap a harvest of blessing if we don't get discouraged if we don't give up we're not going to get discouraged we're not going to give up we're going to do what you called us to do we're going to walk in faith and not by sight We're we're going to be about our father's business we're going to trust you with the big stuff and the small stuff and everything in between we're on the home stretch here body of Christ we're on the home stretch here body of Christ we're on the home stretch here Jesus is coming soon it could be today it could be this week it's soon hallelujah hallelujah if I say this first part I want you to say the second part with, uh, to finish it up he who the son is set free is what he whom the son has set free is what he in the son is set free is what see today I declare that over this congregation or over the body of Christ to be free indeed to be free indeed because Jesus has set you free and we've been made free Jesus has set us free so that we might walk in that freedom so we looked at last week remember we've been set free to walk in that freedom not to go back to the bondage he wants us to be free indeed walk it out Walk it out in humility. Walk it out in faith. Walk it out. Trusting Him. Walk it out in love and forgiveness. Walk it out. Spirit empowered. Boldness in Christ. Walk it out. Spirit led. Walk it out. Discerning by the Holy Spirit. Walk it out. Walk it out, church. Walk it out. Walk it out. Stop walking the rhythm of what the world says to do there's the beat of a drum that comes from heaven and that drum is beating to the church of Christ today that we must walk it out Lord help us to hear the rhythm of heaven and walk it out I believe it's the word from the Lord today walk it out the rhythm of heaven in our hearts in the body of Christ in this community in this country in the world today the the, the news that's out there is not worth anything it's worthless the good news of God's word is what we walk out it's the rhythm of heaven it's the rhythm of his heart it's the rhythm of salvation it's the rhythm of his mercy it's the rhythm of his love walk it out church walk it out today don't be bound anymore by the things of the past it's the freedom that he's given us to walk in that freedom not to go back to being bound not to going back to being walking to the rhythm that this world tries to make us walk to I'm free today you are free today to walk in that freedom in humility in faith hallelujah hallelujah Can you give God praise today? Can you give him thanks today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah.